Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Issue 226. I'm Kaylin. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And I'm Brent Wingate. And this week, Disney is being complete and utter dog shit. There's a mutant madness on the horizon. We take a short trip to the trailer park for the new Obi-Wan TV series. There's news you can't use. We've got some issues, and as always, we want you to plug me, Daddy. Uh, but first, some hi- housekeeping. We've got some hisskeeping here because uh, there's obviously something up with our audio. We try to fix it in editing by doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> boo hiss, boo hiss. <laughs> it's just you, the listener, booing uh, this podcast. Uh, we just debated whether or not to actually record and decided that um, you guys would just be able to tune it out like the sound of our voices or any of the things we say. So we You've been apologize. doing it for five years, so uh, yeah. we know you're good at it. But we know we can't get fewer listeners. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Treat it like rain noise. Yeah. Treat it like rain noise. Oh, Wait, is it fewer yeah. or less listeners? Oh, I think God. that just got us five less. Yeah. <laughs> it, it got us both fewer and less. <laughs> Actually, uh, Miriam Webster did make a ruling on this, and they say, shut the fuck up. <laughs> the drag queen? Yeah. I uh, love her. I love that, yeah. So this week, we reviewed Jonathan Hickman's run of the Fantastic Four and the Future Foundation in our third series of Hickopedia. Bar Sinister also whipped up a series of Fantastic, Fantastic Four cocktails that you can see and get the recipes for on our Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast. Uh, they're really great, uh, but be careful about lighting drinks on fire because I caused one of my glasses to explode. Um, Just like Johnny Storm in the comics. Yeah. Uh, and then it was flame on, band-aid on. Uh, next week, we'll be dropping our review of the new Batman film, The Batman. Uh, you know, we talk about what there is to Is love. The his first name? Yeah, it was it was Batman, comma, The, but... Uh, we talk about what there's to love and hate and we what we expect from the future uh, for this um, new iteration of the franchise. Uh, before we get into that, uh, there's obviously been a lot in the news about the Don't Say Gay Bill and Disney's uh, completely bungled response. But, uh, Kalen, do you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, I do. And the reason we wanted to talk about it is, look, we joke that we are like basically owned by Disney. We consume so much of Disney's content from Marvel Comics to Star Wars to actually Disney films and uh, this legislation that just got signed into law and it's already there's some you know legal challenges for it really does some awful things it erases uh, any mention of sexual orientation or gender identity for children in schools and it allows parents to sue schools and teachers if they're mentioned it's a terrible bill and it's the war that um, many in the Republican Party are waging on the most vulnerable in our society uh, for electoral gain. It's an election year, if you didn't remember. And also, the governor of Florida may be running for president one day. Who the fuck knows? He's a piece of shit. Uh, The really disappointing thing is Disney has so many queer employees, so many queer consumers like ourselves, uh, and they had one of the most ridiculous statements uh, from uh, the CEO, uh, Bob Chapek, who basically didn't refer to the bill at first at all, even though he was definitely getting feeling some pressure internally from a lot of uh, shareholders and employees. And he basically said, we're trying to solve this by putting out really good queer content. And it's like, no, motherfucker, like you are a powerhouse in the state of Florida. You employ so many people when when Georgia had some really bad bills in the past Disney even came out and said, we're not going to be filming Marvel films or other films in Georgia if this bill passes. Mm-hmm. They used the, their 
they were being good corporate citizens and now they're being very bad corporate citizens. Uh, and they've donated a lot of money to Governor DeSantis as well as uh, every one of the Republican legislators who ha- who voted for this bill. Uh, it's 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 unconscionable. After the bill passed and got signed into law, they finally came out like too little too late, to be honest. And it just sucks. It just sucks as a consumer. And I have I've been having a lot of cognitive dissonance this week of like, you know, we're going to be talking about like the Obi-Wan trailer. We're going to be talking about the Marvel comics that dropped this week, specifically the X-Men ones. And it just it just left a really bad taste in my mouth. And so as Homo Superior, you know, uh, instead of feeling powerless, we donated money to Equality Florida. If you have the ability to do that, please do that. Also, there are other states that are uh, where this legislation has been introduced. Georgia, for example, again, election year, you've got a governor who's got a primary challenge. And so he's going to try to, like, you know, do whatever non- right-wing nonsense to try to get reelected. But if you have family and friends in Georgia, or if you live in Georgia, let your elected officials know this is wrong, this is bad, and they're going to pay electoral price for it. Because the only way to do to make sure this stuff doesn't happen again is if these fuckers lose, uh, and we help the kids who need it the most. What's so crazy, I think, about Bob Chapek's, you know, memo was he says, "Well, we have to." We, we should be trying to inspire people and we should be putting out art. That's the most effective thing you can do. Wait, and he explicitly says more effective than corporate statements or lobbying efforts. And it's like, motherfucker, why are you lobbying then? Why are you giving money to all these fucking politicians? Yep, exactly that. Just absolutely full of shit. It, it does feel like a, I know, you know, Iger probably wasn't a saint in of his own right, but this Chapek guy taking over, like, just feels, it's easy to blame one person. So I think it's probably like more of the entire group of people that are in the leadership team of this Disney overall. But it's like when you have previous instances where they have basically said, like, we're going to fucking have to rethink our business. If you pass this anti-LGBTQ legislation, like in Georgia, like, that's the type of shit that makes me really upset and angry. And watching one person obviously start ruining all the progress and momentum. And, and again, it, it does ride up. Like, you're the fucking exec. You're the chief fucking officer. Like, you can easily say, this is the stand I'd like to take. This is what we want to do. I want to make this happen. So, yeah, I, I 100% agree with what both you guys said. And, it, like, this is why diversity, equity, inclusion is so important yep. in corporate America and all institutions of people who actually can, can come and speak for a marginalized group of people. And, you know, him being a cishet white boomer man, man you know, like, uh, just doesn't feel like he, he doesn't feel the pain here. Well, and, and money comes first. Like, it's they're trying to win both sides by basically yeah. just being like, oh, yeah, well, well, we, we hear you and we like it for yeah, this. Like, we don't oh, really we disagree, are... but like, yeah, exactly. It's we the bottom do. line. We're only one giant fucking billion yeah, dollar, multi-billion the dollar. biggest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's. Do you think anything will actually happen to him? Like he might take a different role or something like that because it, Disney could do the obvious thing of blame everything on him and be like, we don't think that that's good old Bob. Like, like so they could easily do that. He could and that be a would, scapegoat. Yeah. I, I think it could potentially happen, which would mean they're not really taking accountability for anything. But yeah, I think that's if they probably, do take action, that's definitely going to be the like. This because he's also just starting to prove himself now too. It's and like he'll he's probably been just have to retire early with millions of dollars. Yeah. What? How's he going to be How okay? Will you be okay? Oh, oh, and then he'll join the Poor speaking circuit for the RNC to be like, "Can you believe that they canceled the, me?" Honestly, the, problems, yeah. the problems in Disney go way beyond yeah. you know this fucking guy yeah. because Disney forever has 
made queer coded villains. It has cut tons of scenes from gay uh, gay characters or queer characters from TV shows and movies for domestic international markets. Uh, Pixar. Uh, yeah. Some employees have spoken out about how there's a Disney is currently censoring a same sex relationship in their new movie Turning Red. Yeah. This kind of shit, it's just infuriating because in their mind, if you're, you know, if you piss off the gays, they're still going to buy your shit. And I don't understand why they don't have that same mentality toward, you know, heterosexuals. Like, people are going to buy the Disney product. They really, it's crazy to me that they think it's a political decision to recognize gay people as you know actual deserving of discussion about their relationships and their families yeah and like going back to what you were saying brent about like you know chapek saying well we're trying to just put out like you know positive content like you've just said they are actually cutting content yeah you know and they've been doing it for years we thought things got better like with eternals allowing fastos to actually show his same-sex relationship with his husband and showing the kiss but it's just it's like one good moment does not make up for years of just like erasure and this this is just it's beyond the pale it just made me makes me very angry well in the the pixar employee letter which if you haven't read it i would definitely look it up it's very very interesting they literally dismantle every single argument from that fucking memo that he originally went out and particularly to the content side i think that makes a ton of sense because i know that there was obviously some level of this isn't a, they're obviously very different parallel, but it like, you know, I'm sure there are people that might be like, oh, this is like the Netflix Dave Chappelle thing. It's like, not at all, because this is like holding back actual content creators from producing the stories they want to be able to tell, especially something as well-renowned and thoughtful as Pixar. Like no one's saying like Disney couldn't have content that isn't gay related, but it's just like, are how could you fucking not put the pieces together? And to your point earlier, Caitlin, like, these are literally like kids and then parents of these kids who are like having their lives ruined in a way or will have their lives ruined. And, and people who made the up. argument that like, oh, we don't need to be teaching any kind of sexuality in schools. And we teach heteronormative behavior all the time. Yeah. Everybody, when you're a kid, it's like, oh, who's your little girlfriend? Who's yeah, your little boyfriend? Bingo. Oh, it's like it's all this like cutesy bullshit. And then all queer content is supposed to be like NC-17 or rated R or whatever. Because they always like bring it back to sex when that's it's not that's not what it is. It's not about actual sex. It's about, you know, expression of gender identity and sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. Well, before we move on, would you guys like to hear a Disney joke? Yes, please. Sure. Minnie goes to a lawyer mm-hmm. and the lawyer says, let me get this right, Minnie. You want to divorce Mickey because he's extremely silly? And Minnie says, no, it's because he's fucking goofy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's the Pluto of jokes, yeah. meaning it shouldn't exist anymore. <laughs> it's he's like, a cow, not a dog. Yeah. Everyone, knows, right? Isn't no, Wait, <laughs> he's a planet. A... He's a plant. Pluto. Not a planet anymore. Sorry, he's a, star. He's a, he's a, star. a celestial yeah. being, Which one, but what? not like the celestials in the MCU. <laughs> one of them is a cow. I'm uh, pretty sure. Is Goofy? Goofy's Goofy's the cow. Goof? Who? What? No, he's a dog. They're no, all dogs. Pluto's what, a dog. Goofy's first? a dog. No, uh, they're not. Both but they're dogs. results of different genetic experimentation. Right? There's that cow lady who's no, not very featured. One of them is a cow. The other one Lizzie is a Borden? dog. <laughs> Jesus, Go- Goofy's a cow, and for that You're all for that reason, wrong. Disney's canceled. Yeah. But Listen, just I, as a reminder, though, because we did talk a lot. Where do you think, Kaylin? You had a really great explanation of where people can take action and put their time. Absolutely. So on our Twitter, uh, I said people can donate uh, money to uh, an organization called Equality Florida. There's Equality exists in other states like Idaho, where they're facing really bad anti-trans legislation. Texas, 
uh, place um, I donated to Equal Equality Texas, Equality Georgia. The Trevor Project really helps, um, especially at risk, like queer yeah. kids uh, with suicide prevention. Um, and so, like, try to take action if you can. If you can donate money, great. If you know people in these states, yeah. ask, tell them to call out and vote these motherfuckers out. It is an election year. And, like, there's got to be a political price for doing bad shit. It, I was going to say that's a great, like it doesn't cost money to create awareness. Cause even I had like a coworker who was like, Oh, I'm taking my vacation. I said, where are you going? She's like Disney world. And I was like, obviously people could go. That's extremely it. silly. Well, I was like, <laughs> well, I've got to be fucking goofy. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, no, people can do whatever they like. People obviously need to keep continue to think about their lives. She didn't even really know what was going on. Like, it wasn't like a, I was like, you know, we were just talking about it. She's like, Oh gosh, I didn't even know about that. So like just literally talking to people, you know, about this issue. Cause yeah. I think we're all obviously very entwined with it and keeping track of it but that doesn't mean that even like even gay people even like not straight people it's like just fucking talk about this issue and how big of a problem this can be and we all have if you're on social media we all have platforms you know even if you only have a few hundred friends or followers or whatever like talk about it talk talk out about how awful this is and you know just use your voice yeah yes and your vote you can go to eqfl.org for equality florida yeah and you can go to georgiaequality.org to donate um for the Georgia campaign. And we'll put these links uh, when we promote the episodes. Yep. Thanks for that, Brent. No problem. Let's... Um, well, let's that was madness. Yeah. But you know what's <laughs> really mad? You. <laughs> I hate all of you. Well, that's so a transition. <laughs> but you know what's really a transition? <laughs> the end of this sentence. <laughs> it's both fucking silly and goofy. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's yeah. move on to some Mutant Madness updates. I want to know what the fuck is going on with the brackets. Where are we? <laughs> what, what the fuck? Yeah, you sound, the you fuck sound so violent. What, why are you so like angry about it? Because I want results, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> results closed years ago. God. It's Vita now. That's a gym in DC, and it's a very specific joke, so sorry. So, all right, so just to, uh, to back it up a little bit, this month, uh, Homo Superior, and that's us, is asking all of you to vote on your favorite X-Men storylines over the decades in a March Madness uh, style. Field cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're the sword. only cigarettes that Billy can enjoy. <laughs> Um, so uh, we're asking you to vote on your favorite X-Men storylines over the decades in a March Madness style bracket. And we've broken down these 64 storylines, yep, 64, into four major divisions. One is the Claremont era, two, the extreme 90s, three, the rise and the fall of the mutants, which basically covers the aughts. And then finally, the fall and the rise of the mutants, which covers the teens and the early 20s. Round one started on March 1st and uh, is going to go through March 16th. Uh, and this, these are the storylines that have moved on to the next round. So from the Claremont era, the Proteus Saga, Dark Phoenix Saga, Days of Future Past, God Loves Man Kills, and the original Inferno. From the extreme 90s, uh, Weapon X, Executioner Song, Fatal Attractions, Blood Ties, and the Phalanx Covenant have moved on. And from The Rise and Fall of the Mutants, E for Extinction, and that's uh, Morrison's first storyline. The Dark Angel Saga, Gifted, which is Whedon's first storyline, and House of M, of all moved on to round two. And then finally, from The Fall and Rise of the Mutants, the most recent Inferno, the one from uh, the end of 2021, Trial of Magneto, the Hellfire Gala, and Ten of Swords have moved on. How the, and, question? How the fuck did Trial of Magneto get? It was it was, <laughs> it, was up, it was up against some nonsense. It was up against yeah. I'm it was up, up up against some nonsense. So that's how that's how that's how it went. But, and there are people. There's some people who like Trial of Magneto. I like to imagine someone sitting at home is like in the 40s next to a radio, 
and they've got their own uh, bracket that they're trying to go through. And then one of them hears like Trial of Magneto one. God damn it. Uh, uh, Orson Welles basically doing the War of the World here. <laughs> uh, so while we're recording, we've asked you to vote on your favorites between Deadly Genesis and Second Coming. Uh, currently, Second Coming is in the lead. Uh, and if uh, I was Second Coming, I'd be in the lead. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't. That was a single entendre. What did you just do there? That's what I'm good at. <laughs> Apparently. And then uh, Apocalypse Wars and House of X, Powers of Ten. And I really just want to know, who's voting for Apocalypse Wars? So when you vote... I was so confused by that. When you vote I thought that was gonna on be a Instagram... It you, is a landslide. Can you switch your vote? Or is it like the first time you press it? I think it's the first time you press because it. Because I imagine someone's thumb was feeling a little bit slippery. <laughs> and they was, it, it, was it your thumb? No, right? no, no, Is it your giant no, fucking I, thumb? I know how to use my phone. I've, I've but you don't seen, know how to use your thumb. To be fair, I've seen some of the commentary that goes on, like the Facebook group House of X. There are people that probably would vote against Toxin. <laughs> There are people who really hated the Hickman era, yeah. and so they're going to vote for whatever nonsense. But it's few and far between. On Twitter, it's like 0%. Yeah. Uh, and on Instagram, it's like 1% or yeah. 2%. Uh, and then while you're listening to this, you can vote on the following, The Brood Saga versus Follow the Mutants, and Child's Play, which was an X-Force slash New Warriors crossover. Chucky starring uh, Chucky. Starring Chucky <laughs> versus uh, The Hunt for Xavier. So as I said before- Also starring Chucky. <laughs> he's everywhere. <laughs> Triple threat. Uh, you can vote on Twitter at Homo Superior X and or on Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast. Just make sure your thumb isn't giant size like Brent's. So wipe off that slippery <laughs> thumb. I have a perfectly normal sized thumb. Stop. Look at that giant thing. That is not a normal thumb. Stop oh, touching Brent. yourself with one hand while you vote with the other and use both hands. To vote. No, I'm okay with you stroking yourself. Why is your thumb glistening in this light right now? It is I such hate a that word, slippery, Brent? slippery Brent's like, or did you just steal Thanos's hands? You make it sound like I've got like giant cartoon thumbs. All right, so we're we're gonna also uh, you can vote like my for... fucking thumb is Patrick Starr's hand. You've got a hitchhiker one at yeah. least. That's so we're fine. gonna also post something. Um, you can vote for the Chucky movie or Brent's thumb, <laughs> and we'll also put that on. Brent's Twitter thumb is my favorite horror if, movie. If actually, my thumb comes in as the dark horse or comes into a dark horse. <laughs> is your drag name Thumbelina? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's where we are. Did I answer your question, Whoa. Brent? Yeah, sure. I, just, I got all the information I wanted. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, let's all go on down to the trailer park. Yeah. Uh, we got a, the first look at the Obi-Wan trailer. The Empire is going to Jedi hunting, and they're using war crimes to get those wascally wabbits. This is spreading everywhere. Oh, no. uh, this trailer has more Tatooine, a little off-world fun, and that deep, bassy breath that only James Earl Jones can bring. Uh, what were y'all's first reactions? Uh, to You're the, the aficionado, Ryan. Yeah. Tell um, us. Uh, I like I like the approach that they did. It was not the <laughs> Obi Wan was barely in it, actually, surprisingly. So the Inquisitors are someone that was in, introduced in the Clone Wars mm -hmm. and a few other things, mm -hmm. and they're phenomenal. Um, I would say in backlash to sort of when Cade Bane came on, <laughs> and mm. people were like, "It doesn't look like him." They had the Grand Inquisitor. And it sort of looks like the Clone Wars guy, but it looks like he went to, like, Golden Corral a bunch because he's a little <laughs> bit larger in the face, oh a little bit God. more round. I don't like... Why are you fat shaming the Great Inquisitor? It doesn't look like him. Why are you fat shaming Cor Golden Corral? Yeah. Maybe uh, I can get a healthy option there. Yeah. You, know, you don't salad. know what I was saying. Um, but I like that they're going with the villain side of it. That That's actually how we're going to get introduced to him. So mm -hmm. I, I really am interested in that. 
I'm a basic ass bitch because as soon as I heard Duel of Fates, I was like, I'm in. So good. They knew they they were bringing everybody back that was a kid during the the original episodes or the prequels. And I Obi Wan more. Can I make a minor quibble with everyone online? No. Okay. What? What? You heard it here first. You can make a quibble with us on this podcast. The number of people that got so excited about Duel of Fates, but they were excited about. D U A L. No. Oh, dual. Like dual, no. like dual as in two. two yeah. as, rather than dual as in things versus each other. Uh, yeah, people dual, don't know how to spell. You think, is, you think of it as Dua Lipa? That is like her. Dual Lipa. The, world? Yeah. the Dual Lipa of Fates. I dual. love it. I, I think it looks phenomenal, though. I'm really excited. I'm, yeah. I, I want to see some fucking cool fights, too. It, I, yeah. It looks smart. It looks. It's, I mean, I, they're actually. I like that they're building up the TV universe to be a little bit more mature. A little. I mean, it all yeah. t- toes on how it plays out because obviously I know Mandalorian sometimes goes up and down, and then obviously with um, what the Book of Boba Fett that also like was supposed to be darker and grittier, but did that really ever, wasn't. Did you ever re- watch that? No. Well, yeah. I took it in from our recap that you can listen to a couple of weeks ago. Good <laughs> plug. Save but it for uh, your butt. but no. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a plenty daddy. Uh, no, I but I will say I'm very excited to watch this. And someone who like wasn't even that I'm not that big of an Obi Wan fan. The trailer cut is very, very You're good. You're not an Obi fan. I, I would ask people to go look online Obi-Wan. on how he's slowly actually turning into the original. <laughs> oh, does, yeah. He yeah. is aging beautifully, but yes. genuine is, class. Yeah, honestly. When they reboot the original episode four, he can play the elderly <laughs> version of Obi Wan. I would Love that. From a different angle. So yeah. James Earl Jones is 91 years old now. Okay. And I really feel like they should get him in a recording studio and then have him record every, every word. Every single word. In yeah. the English language. Because if that... And be I'll an be, Alexa. Because yeah. his last performance cannot be coming to America as in two. Yeah. Oh, that movie yeah. is trash. Oh, yeah, my gosh. It is. It's a news flash. Wow. It's the news, and it's time for you to listen to it. <laughs> All right, now getting into MCU, DCEU, TMZ. <laughs> Actor Anthony Starr was arrested for assaulting a chef in Spain while drunk. Starr is best known for playing Homelander on the Amazon show The Boys and was given a suspended sentence of 12 months in order to pay almost $8,000 in compensation. He was being Jump, rowdy in a bar, and then when being asked to calm down, uh, he punched the guy who asked him to calm down and hit him with a glass. He also allegedly said, quote, you don't know who you messed with. Oh, you don't no. know who I am and what you've done. You've committed the mistake of your life, and I'm going to look. I'm going to look for you. I want to kill you. You made that up. Nope. <laughs> that is amazing. So my question is: Should the casting crew get a pay raise for understanding yeah, the assignment? Honestly. Uh, and then I should also add that the sentence was going to be capital punishment, but the case was taken out of Judge Carl Urban's hands. <laughs> so, <laughs> whoa. So you know. You know. When an actor commits to a character like this, this is just great. Great cross promotion with real life restaurants. Great. What do you think that means about Stormfront? Do oh you think? God. But do you think? What if the entire thing was just a setup? It was experiential theater to promote did, the boys. Did he punch there. someone with a glass? So he punched the guy and then apparently hit him with a glass. Oh, oh I love that. No, fuck that. That guy's an asshole. Yeah, I, he's a piece of shit. I do. It makes me really sad that yeah, it's totally art imitating life or vice versa. I Jeez, just yeah, it's depressing to watch someone who obviously would hopefully be a little bit more grounded when they're not playing Homelander, basically playing Homelander. Well, talk about how much more poignant The Boys becomes because it talks about how celebrity Celebrity. culture and people who are in power can get away with doing awful things. He got a 12-month suspended sentence. 
which basically means he can walk around, as uh, do whatever he wants, and for two years he's going to be on probation. So if he commits a crime, he has to go to jail. But if someone else who's poorer and yeah. not famous yeah. did the same thing... Doesn't have $8,000. Well, yeah. well, Hawkeye did the same thing in the Avengers movie. He killed all those people and then just got a thing on his like wrist or something. So fuck a slap? Slap? No. <laughs> well, he, he just got like, an ankle bracelet. Yeah. A, slap oh, bracelet. a slap, <laughs> slap bracelet on the wrist. Uh, was he arrested for not saying Barcelona? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's actually what started the Wait, fight. Can, can yeah. we have another reading of it? You don't know who you've <laughs> messed with. You don't know who I am and what you've done. You've committed the mistake of your life, and I'm going to look for you. I want to kill you. That this is, is homeless. <laughs> that bitch is like That's way Big too Little drunk. Lies. That's from season three of Big Little Lies. I know. Yeah. I will not not kill you. I will not. Yeah. not kill I'm you. going to look for you. I want to kill you. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Moving on. Alessandro Nivolo. Nivola has been cast to play an unnamed villain in Sony's Craven the Hunter movie, opposite Aaron Taylor Johnson in the eponymous role. I don't really have anything to say about this guy, but I was shocked to realize that Aaron Taylor Johnson is going to be playing Craven. <laughs> yeah, we already covered that. Um, yeah, we, maybe I was out. <laughs> he was he, just, yeah. I just watched a movie that he was in. I was finally starting to see, or maybe I was starting to advertise it for another movie he's going to be in. That's another action movie. I'm like, okay, he has graduated from Kick-Ass a little bit. And Quicksilver, because he was also like just. Is he hot enough for you too? No, he or? was. Oh, I always thought he was so <laughs> he's hot. hot. Oh, I good, did, he was good, so good. attractive. <laughs> and I again, I still always stand that he is dating an older woman. They have a great relationship. I just like find that wonderful. I think that's great. It's just. Is this just a Craven the Hunter podcast now? Because we've talked about Craven the every, Hunter. Well, because they're doing the right thing, and they're every fucking week they're releasing news to pray that someone will pay attention to this movie, yeah. which we are. P R E Y, because he's <laughs> a hunter. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Nailed it. No, Dual. <laughs> dual. Yeah. All right, and that was our news flash. It was fast. <laughs> With the news <laughs> what, or the flash, which which got delayed. Oh, the, the, yes, the oh yeah, big the Warner, Brothers Warner Brothers. And so did Shazam. So did Shazam. So did Black Adam. So did Black Adam. So did Adam Kasari. Adam, so did Adam. Always delayed. Adam got delayed. What? Yeah. <laughs> He's about to get canceled. And speaking of Adam delays, So what I think about Mutant Madness is... <laughs> All right. Uh, you're being extremely silly. Let's go on to the issues. <laughs> Let's talk some issues, which is our weekly recap of All Things X, along with a few of our favorite Mars ha- house writers and characters... Uh, and hopefully we'll continue to like them and Disney will get it shit together. This week we have uh, 10 Lives of Deaths of Wolverine, number four, both two issues. Sabretooth, number two, Thor, number 23, and Women of Marvel, number one. Uh, let's talk about 10 Lives of Wolverine, number four. Our uh, writer, Benjamin Percy, artist, Joshua Cassara, with also support from Federico Vincentini. Wolverine fights through time in a plot no one really cares about. What did you guys think? <laughs> Love that art. <laughs> It's getting harder and harder for me to differentiate what's happening and which one. They uh, added a ton of the other lives in this issue. Like, I felt like it was sort of like, ah, we got five left. Uh, what about these other ones that are also Yeah, happening? I know. It's like, oh, we're running out of issues. <laughs> seven, yeah. seven more lives. Um, I mean, like, so 10 deaths Wolverine is, we'll talk about that more, but deals with Moira and the Omega Wolverine. This is about... Logan going in the past and like Omega Red, like and basically the Omega hunting. Wolverine, the Omega Wolverine <laughs> fighting Omega Red. A lot of Omegas. Uh, I think there's something in this story that's interesting, like a chess war between two people using uh, someone else's bodies to you know fight each other. But that ultimately gets so muddled by what the fuck is going on yeah. at any point in time. And it doesn't also feel like there's any good emotional stakes to it to 
ground anything. I would think that I think you would have to have a significantly less Wolverine storylines that already go through his like life history and the experiences he's had and what's going on. Cause to be like the main crux of the storyline is the assassination of Xavier. It should be kind of an Xavier storyline and no one they're like, it's sort of ancillary to this like back and forth war before between Omega Red and Wolverine to your point that has no real, I think they, that's why they bridge those two issues of bringing in his like Dawkins mother. Mm-hmm. Like that was probably the most emotional, but even that still fell flat. Cause it's not really all tied together in a, like it's just too much content. It feels like it's forced from the title. Yeah. So who besides me went and read or reread the Venom one shot of web of Venom because uh, the Weapon X Wolverine got uh, taken over by a symbiote. Symbiote. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Anybody else read it? I did not, because after I read the word uh, <laughs> Venom, I just gave up. I it. couldn't <laughs> ask for a better fucking joke ever, even though it's not a joke and they meant it seriously. <laughs> uh, what did you think when rereading it? It's fine. I mean, it's Donny Cade, so it's like competently written. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of one of those like, oh, okay, it existed, and I... I, I don't think we read or reviewed it on podcast yeah. when we were doing his Venom series, Venom series. <laughs> From now on, me. that's all we can ever yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. That was my Venom. Venom. Um, and <laughs> I, uh, it was okay. It just was like, this is a weird reference, and I'm glad they put the, like, to see more, go here, because I immediately went, cute, to Mar- yeah. I went to Marvel Unlimited. I was like, all right, I'm going to look this bitch up and, and read it. But I would love for a comic to just be like, and see more for this, and see more for this, and none of the things exist. exist. Do you yeah. think this is like a cum gusher for Wolverine fan? Like, I know I'm not a Wolverine person, so I'm like, is this something that Wolverine people want to read? Do you think? Probably. I, we should ask Jason from uh, the podcast that goes snick. I just realized. Uh, yeah, we can ask him. But I do think it's it's really funny. Like, I'm right now, because <laughs> hey, are you come gushing over this. Yeah. Hey, Jason, do you? Uh, he's not answering my call. <laughs> he's blocked your number yes. smartly. My smartly, phone my phone exploded. Uh, podcast goes snick is a very good podcast, by the way. Just a little plug there. Um, but I like the funny thing is, is like you know people say like uh. Uh, Twitter is not real life and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like if you go on like X Twitter, it's like Wolverine is like everyone's least favorite character. Yeah. yeah. And then you go into one real life. It's like everyone's into Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Like his book, like uh, d- doubled the sales of Hellions, which is crazy, right? Yeah. Like Hellions is so good, but like Wolverine sold twice as much. Yeah. Um, and it's just, that just is what it is. Do you, do you remember the series? The, I, I think it was Wolverine origins where it, like they introduced Dokken and all this. Yeah, it, yeah, like, yeah. A lot of shit happened, but you, no one really liked this series. I feel like, and that's sort of what this kind of feels like. Yeah. It's a lot of Wolverine and I know there's pieces of moving, but I don't really care that Apparently much. you have to be a manly man to write Wolverine like Benjamin Percy or Jason yeah. Aaron or Daniel Way. I think it's funny, though, because they're like, they're all comic book writers. <laughs> I, I mean, Jesus. How tough are comic book writers? Come on. They're not out in the wilderness. They're all which, all right. hunting deer. All right. With the, why can't they do both? Hawks and Pox do, era. Right, fine. Name me one. Hawks and Pox era writers. Who do you think you could take in a fight? <laughs> Jonathan Hickman. I could take Jonathan Hickman. I don't know what any of them look like. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Jerry, I can do Jerry Duggan. I think I saw him at the San Diego Comic Con because he was Comic-Con drunk, Con. and you're like, I can out drink you. Yeah, 
Well, then maybe like we drank. There was a like time you tried to like break Pepe Larraz's fingers. <laughs> <laughs> that you're a monster. If I can't have a skill, a no one will. <laughs> yeah, he's such a good illustrator. Um, any other thoughts on the no, lives? I think I just I'm gonna look for you and then I will kill you. It's probably. <laughs> 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 All right, let's talk about the deaths of Wolverine. Also written by Benjamin Percy and Federico Vincentini taking Pussy. the main artist spotlight. <laughs> Wolverine uh, fights through time in a plot we care a little more about. What'd you guys think? So this <laughs> is, is the meme. This is the meme of Ron Burgundy goes, boy, that escalated quickly. <laughs> because Moira's batshit. Like yeah. she skinned Banshee and wore his face to get on to Krakoa. Iconic queen yeah. Stan. I stand yeah. Myra so she, hard on that. It was wild. And that nice little like text exchange too. It was like, hey, just missing you. <laughs> like, love We could go to the same park we always used to meet at. And she fucking skinned his face. Also, are there no memos in Krakoa? <laughs> it's like, Moira, don't. she is not to be trusted. I like, will look for you and I will kill you. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. My God. Moira, more like Lessa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thank you. I that think I joke lo- <laughs> so much. This is definitely one where again, I again, I've I do think there's good concepts in here. I wish they did get uh, as always these fucking rush job like super events. I wish there was a little bit more time to breathe because my god, from issue 1 till now, it's like I could kind of keep going along with this because there was so much good buildup of how she transitioned to what no. happened from Inferno. But I'm still like, is this a person that we ever met before? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? I have a practical question about the phalanx. Is it just by touch or does it have to be touch in a certain way that the phalanx are able to like start merging with your body? Like, Why don't you give it a shot and find out? <laughs> <laughs> Save it for Plug Me Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're right. I'll go fuck myself. Uh, Let's move no, on. it is. No, it, no, it, no, it no, is. No, no, no. A, yeah, I, yeah. I want to talk a little bit, okay, about the motivation of Omega Wolverine because when you first see him, he's coming out swinging, killing Black Tom, <laughs> like throwing people off boats, and then all of a sudden he's trying to save mutantdom. And to, to be fair, he did give some random guy a lobotomy for no fucking reason. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that, that's to be fair? <laughs> no, I'm saying he's still kind of a loose cannon. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he. I think to your point, he's trying to... It, it's it's just like it's the Wolverine we kind of like know and love and hate where it's like he does the things he wants to do what he feels is right while also being a complete asshat to everything else and everyone else. He's the best happening. at what he does and what he does doesn't make a lot of sense. I did really appreciate his <laughs> I know I love that. I did really appreciate his readout of all of how his children died, which I thought was sweet. That was really good. And I did love that he said, Laura, she's Wolverine. Yes. That was a that cool. was a good moment. That. that was a good moment in a very Patchet miniseries. There's only one issue left of both of these comics, what? by the way. That's insane. That's it. Oh, that's I, insane. <laughs> I, she's I have one, I have one follow up. You can just wear someone's fucking face and go through the, the Krakoa like those gates. Yeah. Well, I mean, he ben, Percy. Percy set it up with Domino. Remember? In yeah, the first that's issue right. Before? She had the yeah, but she didn't have the balls to wear someone's face. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I, I was like, I literally was like, well, no, this is an inc- miscontinuity because he's not a, he's alive now. He's not. He's. I was like, oh Jesus, that's <laughs> fucking wearing <laughs> his face. You die. It's all the chemicals in the dye. I, do. I, think I is mean, really another point happening. to make about it is how sexy it is. Precise. <laughs> And effective she is because it comes off in one whole <laughs> sheet. <laughs> it's very well. It's very whisperers from The Walking Dead, which I thought was kind of. Like oh, a I was cool... thinking of Men in Black. Oh, when well, Vincent you... D'Onofrio is the 
the cockroach. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right, so there are one issue left of both miniseries. Yeah, what, do you, what do you think is going to happen? Nothing in X of Lives. Like, nothing new is going to happen. But this one, I guess she's going to fucking murder half of Krakoa. She, you know what? She, you, you know what? I'm going to make a guess. She's going to get that fucking gun and try to depower the five. Oh. And stop the resurre- resurrection protocols completely. I love that. Actually. I love that. For so her. is Forge yeah. now completely depowered? He did get shot with the gun, but who knows? If oh, he's like gonna be a big settings. dummy. He won't be able to like because isn't that just his power? He's technopathic or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's but he's like, and but he's also featured in X Force, like in during yeah. Dusty well, it'll probably be the ramifications of that. I really love that idea though, because we're always like, what's so funny to me is like we spent all this time building up and thinking about Inferno of like, wow, this island's gonna burn. Wow, this is gonna happen. They're gonna cause it. Instead, I love the fact that it's Myra going, no, fuck y'all. <laughs> Is that your resurrection protocol? You get, you get a depower. You get this should have been my motherfucking yeah. inferno, bitch. <laughs> like, it's just like, what is going on? I definitely think she's going to join Orcus. I've been yeah. saying this all oh, along. Oh, a thousand, yeah. It is good for her. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad <laughs> she's, she's a terrible person. I'm, but all, yeah, let's go on to Sabretooth number two by Victor Laval, uh, artistry by Leonard Kirk. Uh, Sabretooth raises hell, virtual hell, that is, and that's all I got. What'd you guys think of this issue? I think you didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to understand why they've like quickly built up the, what is it, the pit? What's it fucking called again? The void? Wherever the they pit. all go. The pit. The pit. I. That when they showed the backstory for like fucking poor Melter, I was like, "This is rude shit. Why would you put somebody in this goddamn pit? Because they were just trying to control their powers." I still think there's something up with that. I don't think I, they're down there for those reasons. I, I agree with that too because like like what did Oya do? It's like how do you break Oya's a so law nice. of like make more mutants, make less mutants? Oh, they how did you not, some babies? How did you res, how did you disrespect this land? Did you just litter? Oh, Krakoa's like, anti-abortion. So <laughs> they're like, you were doing anal last night yeah. and not yeah. <laughs> vaginal. Sex. Yeah, it has to be vaginal missionary <laughs> what, style. What sex. people didn't know is that Krakoa has blue every sperm is sacred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I agree with you. I do like. I still like the exploration of what it means to have a prison in paradise. Yeah, and like a oh, prison culture in America. I mean, the fact that Vigil Assal is a black man, you know, and like yeah. how so many black men in this country are, inca- are incarcerated for small infractions, I think is a very, very powerful uh, message to say. I just was like, I'm a little confused, yeah. but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I want to read the whole the thing. Co- like so far, the two issues have been great. I really enjoy them. Yeah. I'm just sort of, I was like, I was surprised at how thrown in the five of them coming down. So I'm sure there's like a good, a cool reveal. And I love the, the lens that you put on it because I think that makes a lot of sense too. The higher the contrast with, I think it was Steve Rogers who said, this prison sounds a lot worse than capital punishment. Mm. Yeah. You're in a mind prison forever on a loop. That yeah. is true. Uh, yeah. The more that we have that kind of outside contrast directly to people like Charles, I think the better. Yeah, agreed. Let's talk about door number 23, writer Johnny Cates, artist Nick Klein. War of Hammers ends. What do you guys think? <laughs> It ended. Uh, I, I mean, it's it, it just ended. It's fine. I mean, it's a competently told and drawn comic. Uh, and, you know, you have a dead Odin who's got a doing like, the, the whole Jedi now. ghost thing now. Yeah. You don't so think he's the hammer? He could be the hammer. He uh, is the hammer. I think when the hammer. Odin's the hammer, everything looks like a yeah. nail. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. I was like, oh, I liked, I enjoy that quote from uh, a giant electricity monster. <laughs> but did you have to keep saying nail? <laughs> we got it. You said the first half. I did feel like it was I, it was probably one of those I think we talked about the last issue where it felt this like slap dash like everybody come in we're doing something like I do I do think the overall story was interesting but it just felt like a 
It just didn't feel that good compared to some of the other ones that I thought had a lot more like character conversation yeah. and interest. Yeah, I agree. I I'm, I was like, I was like, oh, this was a fine comic, but it didn't blow me away. He's still going, right? Like, he's not ending on Thor anytime soon, right? I don't think so. The next issue is actually the big 750th yeah. issue, which is a story by him. It is a story by Jason Aaron, who's the previous writer, uh, J. Michael Straczynski, Walter Simonson. Nice. So like uh, major creators who've had like some pretty epic runs on Thor. I think you have to give him props though, because he keeps elevating <laughs> all the powerful shit that Thor can do, like constantly upping himself, which... Yeah. When you reach someone that's that powerful, it's kind of interesting to see that there's the upper, upper limits of this shit. Well, I feel like, to me, that's more annoying because it Scope seems tape. like they're just adding powers, whatever, to get him out of whatever problem he has. Uh, it can be sometimes, but also it's more annoying when they- Freya, give me your powers. And then suddenly he's like, whirlwind man. The, but if you depower someone and then you make them look like they're doing the forge, if uh, like that is more infuriating to me personally. Yeah. Well, you know what? They're literally going to play video game rules and that the person who reboots Thor next or starts writing it is literally going to find a way within the first like series run to be like, oh, you don't have that anymore. Like They just take away all the things you gained in the first, yeah. <laughs> first game you played and then they're like, oh, now you're just starting over again. Yeah. Uh, let's talk women of Marvel. Number one, so many great creators that I didn't write down as much as I should have. Celebrating racing women on there. Women you go. I that's not the women of Marvel is celebrating women and creators and characters. Marvel's packaged a series of great one pagers and one shots focused on their character experiences. From Black Cat's many crazy heists, Scarlet Witch's teaching the craft girls, and Shauna Silver Sable on a Tarzan adventure. What'd you guys think? Or what'd you favorite? Yeah, these are all just like fun little stories. What do we what do we like the most? I sort of enjoyed the format of the black cat. Like you loved know, it. Like, I love that. Like every few issues you have like kind of like a bit of a flashback. I thought that was clever. Yeah, I'd like to just like, my favorite I'd like to see that in more of these because I know that sometimes we're yeah. always like, uh, what are, you know, do you get a full story? Do you get a this? I thought that was like a cool package. I almost wish it was longer because they had such thoughtful longer stories for many of the the characters featured. I would have wanted more of those like snippet one shots that I think we've seen in Pride and uh, the indigenous indigenous voices. Yeah, and Black History Month. Um, any other big thoughts, ideas? Yeah. Nope. All right. That's that for me. All right, Ryan. Do you want to give us a little plug me daddy section? Well, you know, you know, guys. At the end of every podcast, we like to do a little something for you guys. Uh, it's called plug me daddy. Is it do a do you do a do a do leap up for something? Do a or do Stop you invoking eat. her name. <laughs> where Why, she'll show up? Yeah. That'd be great. This is the segment where we like to quickly <laughs> highlight something that we've read, seen, heard, experienced, and wanted to share with I you, our sweet baby whores. Um, <laughs> with that, does anyone have a plug? I got hey, one. Man. So this week, uh, the uh, sequel to one of our favorite series in the last couple of years came out. It's The Kill Lock, uh, The Artisan Wraith. Uh, and it really does a nice job of expanding the world. The art is beautiful. Uh, the writing is beautiful. And I would also like to plug that we reviewed on podcast uh, the. Uh, I don't know why. I, I don't know why I said it that way. Oh, on, on our podcast, <laughs> your accent's coming out. Clark, well, yeah, Clark's not here, so you're turning up the Irish. I don't. I don't know why I said it that way. So I just. I was like. The, <laughs> The podcast, but uh, check it out uh, of the original Kill Lock. And then if you're looking for a great science fiction comic with gorgeous art, check out the Kill Lock Artisan Wraith. Mm-hmm. Those uh, are two plugs in you. Yeah. Anybody but else? quickly. <laughs> <laughs> My plug is for a recipe for uh, breaded fried eggs. Okay. Where you take, you put butter in a pan, then you take like breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. Panko is great. Mm-hmm. And then you crack an egg on top of that. 
and you fry the egg, and then you've got like a runny yolk Ooh. and a crunchy breaded uh, underside. What do you it's call a, that? It's a breaded fried egg. To give it a name. A uh, Ryan Kroll. I <laughs> a brag. Fuck alone. A brag. It's, it's a bad berry egg. Stop harassing me. <laughs> that is. I thought you were like. Would like do hard boiled covered? Not that's interesting. But well, like if you do a hard boiled covered, you can you know wrap that in some meat. Then it becomes a scotch egg. Yeah, that, that, actually, gotcha. that sounds it, really a good. A scotch egg. <laughs> um, that's a great plug. As our food and culture uh, person, check out. Our I drinks. also don't belong here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Thanks, Anton. Uh, what my, about you? So Anthony. Anton. <laughs> How dare you talk about uh, me? When I'm not <laughs> me. Um, I'll follow up on my plug from I think two or three weeks ago, where I, there was a demo for the game Triangle Strategy that's out on Switch now. It's a very, very spiritual successor to Final Fantasy Tactics. Full game has finally got launched last Friday. Been playing it nonstop. Can't recommend it enough. Really good tactical stuff. Choose your own adventure type. You know. Choices, just fucking very cool. If you love RPGs, you love Final Fantasy, you love tactics games, get this immediately. Nice. And as the gay correspondent, I would like to <laughs> plug... Um, me. Yourself. <laughs> myself. <laughs> I already have one in. No, um, uh, Marry Me on Paramount Plus. If you are looking to do something to fall asleep... Watch this movie. It's really bad. Uh, starring J Lo and only. Oh, oh, it is. It's on Paramount. It's on Paramount. Andrew, bitch. Wanted to, like, and, yeah. And Mama, is it dumb? It's a callback to all those uh, terrible Monster romance. Law. Yes. yes, it's so bad. It is so bad. J Lo's prime, basically, for movie making, like or like money making. I should say. You know, yes, I am. I'm sure it's not good, but I'm glad those movies are getting made again because, Me like, too. like Me too. Like, we need that kind of mid-level trash. <laughs> yeah, girl. The Sunday afternoon, I'm hungover. Yeah. I just ordered some pizza. I need to watch some nonsense. You know, Sarah Silverman is, is in it, and she's actually pretty good. Well, she's, yeah, yeah. I love her. Would you say she's Sarah Goldman these days? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Sarah Platt. <laughs> All right. That joke deserves a bronze. All right. That's our episode. You can find us on Twitter at Homosphere X and Instagram at Homosphere Podcast. <laughs> Rate and review us if you like us. We've been Homo Superior and we're all fucking goofy. <laughs> Bye. Bye.